Jeremiah chapter 39, verse 1. In the ninth year of Zedekiah king of Judah, in the tenth month, come hath Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and all his force, unto Jerusalem, and they lay siege against it. At this point Zedekiah could have gone out to meet Nebuchadnezzar and submitted to him as the loser, but he refused to do it. He's still trying to hold his ground in Jerusalem. This is the last stand, and Zedekiah is not going to come out successful. The Babylonians have taken over the siege of Jerusalem that was started by the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans handed off the battle to the Babylonians. And King Nebuchadnezzar himself has traveled with his army to take Jerusalem. 2. In the eleventh year of Zedekiah, in the fourth month, in the ninth of the month, hath the city been broken up. The Bible is historically accurate and proves itself a million times over as true because it has all of these historical details that can be corroborated with archaeology and with other non-biblical texts. Those who say the Bible is made up, they're liars because all of the dates go together, the names go together. Some of the people who atheists have claimed were invented in the Bible, archaeologists have found evidence of those people. This happened on the ninth day of the fourth month in the eleventh year of Zedekiah's reign. 3. And come in, do all the heads of the king of Babylon, and they sit at the middle gate, Nergal Sherezer, Samgar Nebo, Sar Sechem, chief of the eunuchs, Nergal Sherezer, chief of the mages, and all the rest of the heads of the king of Babylon. Not only is Nebuchadnezzar there, but also his chief officials are there. 4. And it cometh to pass, when Zedekiah king of Judah and all the men of war have seen them, that they flee and go forth by night from the city, the way of the king's garden, through the gate between the two walls, and he goeth forth, the way of the plain. Here Zedekiah shows his true nature. He is the ultra-coward. He's afraid of being humble. He's afraid to be a failure. He's afraid to look small. He's afraid of his own people and his own officials. And when the officials of Babylon showed up in Jerusalem, he slipped out the back door and tried to escape by getting lost in the plain. 5. And the forces of the Chaldeans pursue after them and overtake Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho, and they take him and bring him up unto Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, to Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he speaketh with him judgments. To speak judgments is to pronounce judgments. So Nebuchadnezzar is going to pronounce judgments on Zedekiah. The Chaldeans are still in the area. Although they handed over the battle to the Babylonians, they were still there. So when they saw Zedekiah turning tell and running into the fields, they captured him and brought him to King Nebuchadnezzar. Now he's been brought in absolute humiliation. Zedekiah didn't want to willingly humble himself. 
before Nebuchadnezzar, but now he's being forced to humble himself before Nebuchadnezzar. He wasn't captured in battle. He was captured while he was running scared. So this is a greater shame than it would have been had he willingly walked out like a man and faced Nebuchadnezzar and bowed to him willingly. That would have been more manly than being dragged to Nebuchadnezzar after trying to run away like a little girl. They brought him to Nebuchadnezzar in the area of Riblah. 6. And the king of Babylon slaughtereth the sons of Zedekiah in Riblah before his eyes, yea, all the freemen of Judah hath the king of Babylon slaughtered. Everybody who was not already a slave in Judah was killed by the Babylonians. One of Nebuchadnezzar's judgments against Zedekiah for refusing to submit was that Zedekiah had to watch his own sons be killed right before his eyes. 7. And the eyes of Zedekiah he hath blinded, and he blindeth him with brazen fetters to bring him into Babylon. Instead of being brought in comfort to Babylon, which is what would have happened to him and his family, they would have all been brought comfortably to Babylon. Zedekiah is coming tied up in fetters with his eyes gouged out. After he had to watch his sons die, then they blinded him by cutting his eyeballs out. 8. And the house of the king and the house of the people have the Chaldeans burnt with fire, and the walls of Jerusalem they have broken down. The Babylonians burnt the palace and the temple, and the Chaldeans tore the walls of Jerusalem down. 9. And the remnant of the people who are left in this city, and those falling who have fallen to him, and the remnant of the people who are left, hath Nebuzaradan, chief of the executioners, removed to Babylon. Anyone who is left over, those people were captured as slaves and sent to Babylon. They would die there because they arrogantly refused to submit to the Chaldeans. So now, instead of going to the land of the Chaldeans, where they could live and prosper and one day return, they're going to the land of the Babylonians, where they will die. 10. And of the poor people, who have nothing, hath Nebuzaradan, chief of the executioners, left in the land of Judah, and he giveth to them vineyards and fields on the same day. Those who were oppressed under King Zedekiah are now getting blessed under the king of Babylon. The minority of very impoverished people who were overlooked by the other people of Judah, they're being given the land and the vineyards and the houses that the people with money refused to share with them. Remember in God's law, you're always supposed to take care of the needy and the widows and the poor. But in Zedekiah's kingdom, that was all centered around paganism, they didn't care two cents for the needs of the poor and the widows. The king of Babylon is now taking care of them and giving them peace. 11. And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, giveth a charge concerning Jeremiah by the hand of Nebuzar Adan, chief of the executioners, saying, 
12. Take him, and place thine eyes upon him, and do no evil thing to him, but as he speaketh unto thee, do so with him. Now the Lord is blessing Jeremiah through Nebuchadnezzar, because Nebuchadnezzar ordered the chief executioner to protect Jeremiah from harm and give him anything that he asks for. 13. And Nebuzaradan, chief of the executioners, sendeth Nebuchadnezzar, chief of the eunuchs, and Nergal Sherezer, chief of the mages, and all the chiefs of the king of Babylon. 14. Yea, they send and take Jeremiah out of the court of the prison, and give him unto Gedaliah, son of Ahikim, son of Shaphan, to carry him home, and he dwelleth in the midst of the people. The executioner, and the chief of the eunuchs, and chief of the magicians, and the other chiefs of Babylon, all compassionately take Jeremiah out of prison and hand him over to Gedaliah, one of his fellow countrymen, so that he can go home in peace. So the prophecy of the Lord has come true. Those who submitted to the Chaldeans, or those who were too poor so that they were mistreated by their own people, are now getting blessed by the Chaldeans and the Babylonians and that includes Jeremiah. Jeremiah was not allowed to get married or start a family. He was heavily persecuted by his own people. But now that Jerusalem has fallen, Jeremiah is going to live in peace for the rest of his life in his homeland, while all of those who were against him are either dead or living in slavery in foreign lands. 15. And unto Jeremiah hath a word of Jehovah been in his being detained in the court of the prison, saying, When Jeremiah was still in prison, the Lord told him this. 16. Go, and thou hast spoken to Ebed-Melech the Cushite, saying, Thus said Jehovah of hosts, God of Israel, Lo, I am bringing in my words unto this city, for evil and not for good, and they have been before thee in that day. The Lord is telling Jeremiah to bring a word to the beautiful Cushite man who saved his life when he was in prison, the eunuch Ebed-Melech. And the Lord says, Jerusalem is going to be totally destroyed. 17. And I have delivered thee in that day an affirmation of Jehovah and thou art not given into the hand of the men of whose face thou art afraid. The Lord says, You will not be handed over to the Babylonians or the Chaldeans when Jerusalem falls, because you honored me by protecting my prophet. 18. For I do certainly deliver thee, and by sword thou fallest not, and thy life hath been to thee for a spoil for thou hast trusted in me, an affirmation of Jehovah. He said, You will not die by the sword, nothing bad will come to you, and you have saved your own life as a spoil. Your soul is saved in this battle, but it's saved to you and not to Babylon or the Chaldeans, because you trusted me 
instead of trusting in King Zedekiah. One day World War III may begin. If it does, we have to look to the Lord and follow His instructions and obey Him. Don't believe the lying prophets who promise that we'll win the battle. Believe the Lord, repent of your sins, and humbly submit yourself to Him, and that is how you will get salvation. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 39.